Before we dive into today's episode and the final episode of season one, I wanted to take a moment to express my gratitude for you, lovely listener, and to share some of Philip Your Cup's milestone moments for its first year and its first season. So if you've been listening since the start of the season, you'll know that I only recently launched the podcast, with our first episodes becoming available for streaming at the end of September. So we're coming up to three months since we launched and since we started the podcast, basically. And since then, I have been overwhelmed and blown away in the best possible way by your love and support for Fill Up Your Cup. We've had nearly 3,000 downloads in three months, and the show, as well as individual episodes, have charted on Apple Podcasts every week since launch. And that is something that I just never thought would be possible. I thought that Apple Podcast charts were definitely not something I was going to be able to get the podcast into in the first season, but you guys did it. Um, We've charted in countries all over the world, including the UK, Ireland, Australia, New Zealand, Jamaica, Italy, Sweden, Singapore, the United Emirates, and so, so, so many more. So if you're listening from any of those countries, thank you so much for listening and for supporting and getting the podcast into the charts in your country. I appreciate it so much. And before sitting down to record today's episode, I also had a look through my Spotify wrapped for podcasters. So podcasts get their own edition of Spotify wrapped and I'm going to share with you some of the highlights from it and I'm going to put them up on Instagram as well. But here are just a few of some of the amazing stats from our first ever Spotify wrapped as a podcast. So fill up your cup is in the top 15% of most followed podcasts on Spotify and in the top 10% of most shared podcasts. It's been streamed on Spotify in 31 different countries and appeared in both the top 10 and the top five podcasts of over 100 listeners on Spotify of their own Spotify wrapped charts this year. What? I did not expect for Fill Up Your Cup to appear in anybody else's Spotify wrapped this year. And I am blown away that we are in the top 10% of most shared podcasts on Spotify. That is a pretty big deal. And that is thanks to you. It's only been three months since I started this podcast and we've hit all of these amazing milestones Thanks to you, lovely listeners. So from the bottom of my heart, thank you so, so much for listening, supporting, sharing, following, and rating this podcast since I launched it. And let's dive into today's episode. My name's Laura, a teacher turned creator but you can think of me like your new internet big sister. And each episode of Fill Up Your Cup, like a deep and meaningful conversation in the form of a voice note from a friend who never wants you to feel alone in what you're going through. Whether your confidence cup is dried up or your self-love cup is looking a little closer to empty than full, 
I'm gonna teach you how to add more feel goodness back into your different cups and as a result, your life. So, pop in your headphones, cozy up with a warm cup of tea or whatever takes your fancy and let me troubleshoot your problems with you because together and with the right mindset, we can face anything. It's the most wonderful time of the year. It's December, we're in the home run of 2022. Things are winding down, the finish line is in sight, and there's also just so much joy and festivities at this time of the year. However, it is also commonly one of the most stressful times of the year. Let's face it, there is a lot to do. There are end of the year work deadlines, planning and preparations to be done for the new business year, the new academic year. There are exams and finals and then add to that gift shopping, work parties, family commitments, community projects, volunteering. And when you start to add it all up, it gets a little bit overwhelming very, very quickly. So today I thought I would take a step back that we would take a step back together and reflect on how we can manage our own expectations of ourselves at this time of the year and heading into the end of the year as well as the expectations of others and ultimately how we can keep the various cups in our well-being cupboard topped up. I want to shout out to one of my favorite podcasts which is the business proposal podcast by Rachel and Ellie. They did a brilliant episode a couple of weeks ago, which was their season finale before the holiday break, where they shared alternatives to how to end the year if ending the year strong doesn't feel quite achievable. And I just loved this concept of instead of trying to finish out the year strong and burning ourselves out right at the end of the year that instead we look at alternatives on how we can step back, give back to ourselves, fill back into our own cups so that we can end the year more gently and therefore start the new year with more energy because we haven't burned ourselves out in the seasonal rush of Christmas, the holidays, and of course, the new year countdown. So today I'm going to share with you 12 ways to keep your cups topped up during the holidays and in the run into the new year. And let's dive straight into it because 12 is a, is a big number. That's a long list. So number one way to keep your cups topped up this holiday season is to plan. Plan out as best as you can everything that you need to do, everything that you want to do, and also things that you have been invited to or requested for, whether that's work-related or family-related or personal things as well. So it's really helpful to have some sort of a calendar, even preferably a shared calendar that if you can share it with your family or your partner or your housemates or your friends, that you can kind of see what everyone has going on in one place, but even just for yourself to create some kind of calendar where you can map out, first of all, 
all of those deadlines that you have. So if you're a student, your finals, your exams, um, your submission deadlines, if you're working some of your work deadlines, those end of your things that need to get done before the end of the work year. So that all of those are in the calendar. And then you can also add in things that you want to attend or things that you get invited to. And the reason that this is so important is that there are so many expectations of us at this time of year and our natural instinct because it is the end of the year and it is the most wonderful time of the year is to say yes to everything and anything that we can and very often we tend to overbook ourselves. So by creating some kind of a calendar or a planner you can see everything that you've got coming up very visually and make sure that you don't overbook yourself or you don't plan a work party the day before you have a major deadline so that you can just be a little bit more strategic and not get yourself in a fluster trying to meet everybody else's expectations of you at this time of the year. Open up your Google Calendar. I feel like Google Calendar is one of the most underused apps and it's just so functional or grab a Notion template with a calendar. I am a huge Notion fan. I've shared about that here before. I absolutely love it. Um, and just add in everything and anything that you have going on. It's also helpful to set yourself deadlines for things like having gifts sorted. So I live abroad and away from my family. So having gifts prepared in time is really important because often things have to be posted or shipped or ordered online and you have to make sure that they get there on time. So giving yourself deadlines in terms of when you get your Christmas shopping done so that you're not stressing about that the same week that you have finals or you have work deadlines or you have three different events that you have to attend to, but that that's sorted at a time and then you can just wrap them and just give yourself goals to hit that are achievable, well thought out, well planned, and that you're not over stretching yourself heading into the season. So be strategic and plan out your month as best as you can. Also write lists. Lists are great so that you don't forget anything. Number two is to delegate. When you start to plan out everything you have going on, sometimes that can get overwhelming. And I think that that's why sometimes we avoid making too many visual plans at this time of year because when we see everything written down and on a calendar we can start to go into that panic mode of how am I going to get all of these things done and we will get to that a little bit later on in terms of what we can do to set better boundaries around the expectations of others for us but one thing that we can do is we can start to delegate whether that's at home or at work looking at all of the different deadlines expectations and goals that we have to meet in our professional lives and our personal lives for the end of the year and thinking about how we can share that load and how we can delegate different tasks so that we're not taking on the responsibility of everything ourselves. So whether that's sitting down with your partner or your family and thinking about gifting and delegating who might do the shopping versus who might do the wrapping versus who might go to the post office to post the cards or whatever it is, but just making sure that you're not making all of these big plans and then putting the responsibility of all of the tasks on yourself, especially at work at this time of year, because there are often a lot of end of year goals that have to be met no matter what your career is. There are a lot of things that need to be ticked off 
professionally before we close out a business year. And so being clear on who is doing what is really important to make sure that you meet those goals and to make sure that not one person ends up taking more of the responsibility than others. So if you're in a leadership position, try and sit down with your team and map out everything that needs to be done and then delegate those tasks to each individual's strength so that no one is under too much extra pressure and strain. I mean, it's kind of unavoidable at this time of year, but be strategic about how you share out those tasks. And if you're not a leader and you're feeling like you're unclear about who is doing what, try and encourage your leaders at work or to get together with your team and think about how you can share out the different end of year goals that are coming up so that everyone feels like they have an equal amount on their plate and that you're pulling together and you're just lifting that teamwork spirit heading into the end of the year. And that's just good for everyone. Number three is move your body. So again, this time of year is super busy. Our calendars are filling up. Our to-do lists are filling up. And then on top of that, the weather is not usually very approachable at this time of year. And we do have a tendency to let those gym trips fall off our to-do lists or let those daily walks turn into going in the car instead or just not going for a walk and keeping active and moving our bodies is really important for keeping our our cups topped up and movement is one of those self-care actions that is so powerful whether that's getting your gym workout in a full cardio or a yoga session or it's literally just a five or ten minute walk during your lunch break if that's what you can fit in but getting regular movement in throughout the week is going to be so good for your physical health and your mental health. If you're feeling stressed and overwhelmed with everything that you have to do at the end of the year, movement can help you move through that stress. It has been proven, it has been studied by psychologists as to to be one of the most simple, affordable, powerful ways that we can look after our minds as well as our bodies. So I'm not talking about getting a full cardio session in every single day, but just being conscious of when you might be sitting at your desk more than usual and can you get a movement break in and just break up those long work days or those busy weeks with some downtime where you just move your body, clear your mind and reset a little bit. I know personally for me this year I took up I took back up running and it's been one of the best things I've done for my mind because on those really stressful weeks when I tell myself I don't have time to go for a run are usually the moments that I need it the most and always the days that I'm so grateful that I made the time to do it because it allows me to be fully present in the activity of moving my body. It gets me out of the house and it really helps me hit that reset button so when I come back to my desk when I come back to my work I feel like my mind is more clear and I'm ready to focus on it and sometimes I even have more creative solutions to the problems that I couldn't figure out before I went for that run so number three move your body or regularly even when you think you don't have time for it make the time for it because you will thank yourself later for it number four super important is rest rest when you can rest is productive 
I shared a post on Instagram recently, which was a play on the uh, very popular quote where she believed that she could, so she did. And my version of it was she believed that she could, but she was really tired. So she rested first and she did it later. And so many people have reshared that post because it goes to show that it resonated with a lot of people that rest is important. Rest is productive. And I think a lot of people who reshared it just kind of needed that reminder of sometimes you need to rest before you do that thing that you need to do so that you have the energy to show up to do the thing that you need to do. We've said it before. We'll say it again. You can't pour from an empty cup. That is the whole concept behind this podcast. So if you want to keep your cup topped up during a busy time of the year, during the run into the new year, during the festive period, make sure you are making time for rest and resting where and when you can. And rest doesn't necessarily have to just be sleep, by the way, but sleep is important. So do try and get in your six to eight hours. But rest is also making sure to take regular breaks to actually take your breaks and not work through your breaks, to stop and pause to eat your meals and to just allow yourself to catch your breath at certain times of the day. Again, even when you feel like I don't have time to do this, in fact, especially when you feel like I don't have time to take a rest is usually the moment that you need that rest more than ever because you are probably getting pretty close to burning out at that point. Make sure you take rests, you take your breaks, you pause, you make time to actually eat and digest your food throughout the day and that you make sure that you're getting points in throughout the day, throughout the season where you're just slowing down and having moments where you are just reconnecting with yourself, being present, calming your breath, calming your heart rate and just slowing down for a moment before you go again because when we rest we top up that energy reserve we top up that energy cup which will allow us to show up to the tasks on our to-do list with more energy and more presently and just more meaningfully so don't skip your rest number five is say no so we already talked about planning what we need to do and delegating the tasks on that to-do list but we also need to consider the power of saying no at this time of year. Saying no comes into other people's expectations of us as well as our expectations of ourselves. So go back and visit that plan that you made or print out your calendar or create a wall calendar or save it in your phone and make sure that it's somewhere that you can check it regularly when something else comes across your table, when another request comes across your table, when another invite gets sent to you and make sure that you're not overbooking yourself. And remember that it's okay to say no if you've got too much going on. I saw someone else talk about this on Instagram stories recently where uh, they shared a story thing saying that friend that you were worried about rescheduling with is probably hoping that you will reschedule because they also have too much going on. And it just goes to say that at this time of year, we do try to connect with more people than usual and get to see as many people as we can. And yes, that's that's lovely and it's really important, but then we do sometimes slip into that uh, overstretching ourselves space and those connections that we're making or those 
meetups that we plan end up not being as meaningful or impactful for us or the person that we wanted to spend that time with because while we're there we're thinking about what we need to do after or we're rushing in late coming from what we were doing before or we're trying to finish up so we can get to that next thing on the to-do list instead of ringing that person up or sending them a message and saying look I have a lot on my plate right now let's put this in the calendar for January. Let's do this when things calm down a bit. And more than likely that person is probably going to be super grateful that you have rescheduled because they probably have a lot on their to-do list as well. So reschedule things that be that can be rescheduled and don't be afraid to say no to things that you just don't have the time for that you already have committed to something else on that day or that you just don't have the energy for either. Make sure that you are balancing out your energy, you are keeping an eye on that plan and you're not over committing yourself because you're going to let down other people and you're also going to let down yourself because you're stretching yourself too far and you're running those cups dry. Which brings me very nicely to number six, which is define your non-negotiables and get clear on your priorities. So again, that comes back to our plan in number one, in terms of all of those goals that we have to meet, all of those invites that we've got, all of those events that we want to attend. It's really important that you get clear, first of all, on what your non-negotiables are in terms of downtime for yourself, rest, space for self-care and then what your priorities are in terms of which events do you really want to attend which deadlines are super important and cannot be postponed and get really clear on those highlight those make those the priority on your calendar and then figure out a way to make everything else fit that and yes that will be saying no to things that will clash with other priorities and other non-negotiables and it also means saying no to make space so that you will have the energy to show up to those priority events and those non-negotiable tasks so it's really about finding balance but you can't find that balance unless you take a moment to reflect on what's really important to you this month because it is only one month with a lot going on so what are your priorities what are your non-negotiables what are the things that you really don't want to miss or you're really excited about and put them at the top of your priority list and then start to rank things in after that until we get down to the bottom of that list of stuff that isn't really super important it's not going to disappoint too many people if you don't go to that thing or you do say no to that thing and start to knock things off that list so that you can really focus on those non-negotiable activities and those priority deadlines that are coming up or whatever it is obviously your calendars are all going to look different but make sure you're clear on what the priorities are and put them at the top of the list and then everything else you need to either delegate or say no to or just reschedule for another time when you have the time and the space and the energy for it. Number seven, to keep your cup topped up this super busy holiday season is to lean into joy, not into stress. Focus on the feel good feelings and not the overwhelming 
not so good feelings. And I'm not talking about toxic positivity or sweeping things under the rug because you will have stressful moments, especially if you've got final exams or you've got work project deadlines or you've got stressful family events that are going to stress you out. You will feel stressed. But in order to help yourself cope with that stress and move through that stress, you've got to try and lean into the joy. And you lean into the joy by really trying to be present in those feel-good moments. Obviously, if you've got clear on your non-negotiables and you've made a good plan and you've delegated and you've said no to things that you don't have the time for, you don't want to do, or you don't have the energy for, then you've made lots of space for things that should be bringing you joy. But you have to choose to lean into that joy and to let go in those joyful moments of the stress and worry about the thing that's coming next or the thing that's coming up. Lean into those feel-good moments. Be present with the friends that you connect with, the family that you meet up with, the people that you haven't seen in a long time, or even just with your work colleagues at this time of the year when there is a little bit more celebration. Lean into those joyful moments. Soak it all up and hold onto it so that you can use it to help you move through the more stressful days and events that the season is going to throw at you. Number eight, set gentle end of the year goals. Again, this kind of comes back to what I touched on at the start of the episode from the episode of the Business Proposal podcast where Ellie and Rachel talked about alternative ways to end the year if ending the year strong doesn't feel achievable. And this is kind of similar to that. I've done a whole episode on compassionate goal setting and I think that whether you're practiced at that or not compassionate gentle goal setting goes out of the the window at this time of the year because we have a tendency first of all to take on more than we have time or energy for but second of all I feel like many of us do that thing where we pull out our new year's resolutions from the start of the year and panic about what we haven't done and then try and fit in as much as we can in a single month to get closer to meeting those goals instead of being compassionate with ourselves being gentle with ourselves and recognizing that there are only four weeks left in the year and there is no point in us burning ourselves out during those four weeks because that's going to give us much less energy and much less enthusiasm to set meaningful goals at the start of next year. Forget about what didn't get done this year. Forget about the goals that haven't been met yet. It is much better for you, your well-being, your energy, your mindset to carry those goals over to next year revisit them in January and look at how you can approach them differently next year. Create steps for success for yourself. If you're not sure where to start, go back and listen to my episode about setting compassionate monthly goals that are actually achievable. Listen to that before you set your New Year's resolutions for 2023. But in the meantime, set gentle end of the year goals for yourself. Again, look at those non-negotiables, look at those priorities, What work deadlines have you got coming up? Those are important for you to meet as a goal before the end of the year. And then setting other gentle goals like making sure you're moving your body, making sure you're taking your breaks, making sure that you're eating regularly throughout the day and that you're eating a balanced 
nutritious meal at least once the day and not just Christmas selection box chocolates, which I'm very guilty of at this time of the year, but setting gentle goals for yourself that are going to help you look after yourself, look after your well-being, both your physical well-being and your mental well-being, and that are just going to help you bridge that gap between where you are now and the end of the year and not asking too much of yourself because let's face it it is the end of what has been another very challenging year for so so many people this year was a roller coaster (laughs) let's not dwell on that for too long let's just think about how we can compassionately help ourselves get to the end of this year meet all of the deadlines that we have to meet and then postpone anything that can be until the new year. We'll revisit those big goals in January and we'll set ourselves up for success with more self-compassionate goals when that time comes. But right now, we've got to be gentle with ourselves and just help ourselves get through each week and each day, one day at a time. Number nine is to make space for alone time. So this is kind of social self-care and pouring into that social well-being cup and that relationship cup as well. This time of year, again, as I've said several times already, we have big expectations of ourselves, but there are also a lot of expectations on us from other people. And we have a lot of events to go to in a short space of time and work parties and family gatherings and going home and seeing old school friends or class reunions or whatever it is. And there's a lot more being with people at this time of year and often being with people that we aren't generally in a room with most of the time throughout the rest of the year and that can drain on our social battery and it can empty our social cup it can empty our energy cup it can empty our um, conversation cup and we can just end up feeling a little bit drained and so making space for alone time to recharge and reset after big events or weeks where you've had multiple events be that time for maybe a guided meditation or a gentle yoga practice or just sitting down and reading a book or putting your headphones on and listening to an audiobook or your favorite podcast and just spending some time with yourself so you can recharge that social battery for the next event or the next family gathering that you have coming up and you don't feel like you're losing your mind in the meantime. You've got to balance those social togetherness moments with some downtime for yourself as well so that you just keep a clear mind and you feel ready and balanced and not overwhelmed. Number 10 is to spend some time outdoors. Now I know that the weather is often not very approachable at this time of the year. It can be a little bit cold depending on where you are in the world, but fresh air is so good for your mind. And again, we're indoors a lot. We're in crowded rooms with lots of people or we're in work meetings or we're in exam halls or we're at family houses and we're just surrounded by people a lot and we're or we're sitting at our desks looking at screens trying to get end of year deadlines met so make time to get outdoors so that you can hit that reset button get a bit of fresh air and also change your scenery because it's really good for our mind for our mental stimulation to break up that routine with a change of scenery and again it's kind of like when you make that time 
to move your body. It can be that thing that can really help you reset so that you can come back to your to-do list and your tasks with a clear mind and with more energy and more readiness to show up. Number 11, practice mindfulness and be present. Presence is the best present. There is so much going on. I've already said it several times. You're going to have so many things that you need to get done, so many events that you have to go to. And just in that, we need to lean into the joy so that we can move through the stressful moments. It's so important to just be present in these last couple of weeks, these last days in the run into the new year, rather than trying to rush through it, rather than trying to just tick everything off the to-do list, being present as much as you can, practicing mindfulness, grounding yourself to the moment, really taking in those joyful moments, the, the time with family, those friends that you haven't seen in a long time, really being present in those moments and, and appreciating them and enjoying them, practicing gratitude. This is a really great time to start a gratitude journal and to spend some time every day reflecting on what you were grateful for, those joyful moments. And as a consequence of that, encouraging yourself to be more present in the next day's joyful moments. So find it within yourself to slow down and connect with the present moment when and where you can. And just soak it all up. Savor it. Don't try and rush through it. Don't try and focus on making it so perfect that you don't actually enjoy it while you're in the moment. Just show up. Be present. Take imperfect action and enjoy everything and anything that comes at you in the next couple of weeks and enjoy the last of 2022 no matter what the rest of the year look like for you try and find moments to be present and joyful and grateful in these last couple of weeks so that you you finish the year out in this wholesome feel good mindset and finally number 12 show yourself compassion. I've kind of touched on that a little bit in some of the other points that I've made and in, in keeping your cup filled up. But one of the best ways that you can keep your cups topped up during the holiday season is to show yourself compassion. And what I mean by that is you're not going to be able to please everyone. That is a fact. You can't do it. You can't keep everyone happy. In trying to please one person, you will upset or disappoint someone else, potentially. Maybe not. But you can't keep everyone as happy as they possibly can be. And so sometimes you need to redirect some of that people-pleasing that you're using all of your energy on and give it back to yourself and start from a place of self-compassion and think about what will bring me more joy? What will make me most happy? What events am I going to enjoy the most? What things are going to stress me if I don't do them? And start from the place of self-compassion. Make yourself happy first because you're not going to be able to make everyone else happy. And don't be too hard on yourself. Don't set expectations that are too high. You are one person. There is not infinite days left in this year. And instead of getting worried and stressed and overwhelmed about how few days there are to get everything done lean into that self-compassion make a plan delegate the workload 
Make sure you look after your health, move your body, rest when you can, set boundaries, say no, define what is important to you, and then move everything else to one side. There are only so many days left in the year. Do what you can, do your best, and know that that is enough. This episode of Fill Up Your Cup is not sponsored, so I wanted to take a moment to let you know about one of the offerings that I have available for you this season. I did share about this offering in last week's episode, but then a lovely listener let me know that they couldn't find it on my website and turns out I hadn't set up the link properly. I am, of course, talking about my self-care through the season's winter well-being workshop. So if you listened to last week's episode and you then went to my website and looked for the rest of the workshop but couldn't find it, I apologize. It is because I did not set up the link correctly, but I have fixed that now. So if you want to learn a little bit more about seasonal self-care and how you can look after your well-being at this time of the year, when we generally find it a little bit more difficult to show up for ourselves due to all of those seasonal and annual barriers that present themselves to us, then you can watch the replay of my full self-care through the seasons winter well-being workshop by heading on over to laurajaneillustrations.com forward slash winter workshop. That's all lower cases with no spaces winter workshop. The full replay is now available to purchase for $9.99 and that includes instant access to the replay video as well as the replay booklet which includes all of the notes and information from the workshop as well as a full activity book of self-care inspiration and activity ideas on how you can add a little bit more joy and creativity to your self-care practices at this time of the year. So if you want to watch the full self-care through the seasons winter well-being workshop and get the downloadable workbook that comes with that, head on over to my website now and add it to your cart. So that, my lovely listener, brings us to the end of today's episode and the end of season one of Fill Up Your Cup. And I'm getting a little bit emotional at the thought of reaching this milestone and thinking about how many of you are on the other side of the mic, so to speak, with your headphones in, listening, sharing, and following, and that have chosen to follow along this first season who have shared episodes, who have sent me emails and DMs and connected with what I'm doing. Thank you so, so, so much for your support this season. Don't forget to follow or subscribe to the podcast if you haven't done so already on your favorite podcast streaming platform and revisit some of your favorite episodes and maybe reshare some of them with friends and family during the holiday break if you want. I'll be back on January 5th, 2023 to kick off season two. I already have a great episode planned with a super special guest lined up for it as well. Until then, feel free to reach out to me on at fillupyourcuppod on Instagram by sending me a DM or by adding to our suggestion cup on laurajaneillustrations.com forward slash podcast and send me your questions or your episode topic requests for next season. Stay safe, 
be kind to your mind over the holidays and I will see you in 2023. If you made it to the end of this episode, I want you to take a moment right now and remember that you are worthy of feel-good feelings. If you want to submit a question for a future episode or add to the suggestion box, you can do so by heading to laurajaneillustrations.com forward slash podcast or simply by clicking the link in the show notes. You can also leave me your questions, episode suggestions, or just let me know what you think of this episode by leaving a review on Apple Podcasts. And if you liked this episode, don't forget to rate or review it on whichever app is your favorite place to listen to podcasts. You can't pour from an empty cup. So give yourself a big hug from me right now and promise me that you'll do one thing today that brings you joy. Thank you.